Hey everybody, have you considered starting a podcast? We here at Screwball highly recommend Podbean for getting your podcast out to a larger audience. Podbean has given us the ability to easily bring you Screwball each and every week on all of your favorite podcast services. Use the link podbean.com slash screwball to sign up and save up to 35% annually. You can also use the link podbean.com slash pro slash screwball to sign up for a business subscription. Happy podcasting. Hey everybody, welcome back to Screwball, a baseball podcast, your home for everything baseball. I'm your host, Mike LaPree, here with my co-host, Frank White. Hey, how's it going? This is episode 87 of Screwball, and the MLB season has come to an end. We had a resolution in the World Series just a day prior to the last episode going live, uh, in which the Atlanta Braves defeated the Houston Astros in the 2021 World Series in Game 6, and what ended up pretty... Weird year in baseball, um, a pretty unexpected postseason run to a lot of people by the Braves, and uh, possibly a turn in direction for that franchise, for the Astros franchise, and a lot of franchises that were in the playoffs. So this episode is going to primarily take a look back at the World Series, even though we kind of already did somewhat of a recap, uh, just our overall thoughts in the last game, what the turnout was, and and you know maybe what you know what could come now for those franchises, like I said. And then we'll go into, we already have some off-season news. There were things swirling around almost immediately after the World Series. Firings, hirings, qualifying offers, you know, uh, waiver claims, and all kinds of stuff. So, uh, award season is uh, is uh, kind of among us here. And, um, you know, with that, so let's kind of just jump right into it with the World Series, first and foremost, the end of the season. Like I said, we kind of talked about games one through five already last week. But game six, we didn't get a chance to talk about in the air in the in the finale. So, what um, what'd you kind of think of the of the end of the World Series and how the Braves close it out? Oh well, you have a team like the Braves who um, just throwing it together at the at the deadline. Eddie Rosario, Jorge Soler, you know, guys like that, and they and they just it all came together at once and it all kind of worked out. Um, the bullpen came alive uh, towards the end of the year. Starting pitching got healthy. You know, it just uh, it, it it was a great th- great thing to see that was a team that was a major league superpower, you know, in, in baseball going into the year, and one being an underdog. Uh, game six, we see a little bit of what that what that shown. We had a guy like Jorge Soler come up with a big you know the big home run, the big blast to to really win the game. Their pitching stepped up. Max Fried going you know five six innings, then their bullpen coming in and, and and closing it out. You know, you've seen a little bit of everything. Jock Peterson, you know, guys who just don't weren't really, you know, the key players on, on their teams before they got traded. Came to the Braves and definitely weren't the key players, but became the key players in the key moments. And, and it was pretty pretty incredible to see. Um, and it was really good for uh, Brian Snedeker, a guy who's been in the franchise for forever. Freddie Freeman, who's seen a little bit of everything for the Braves. He got there when they were still good, went there when they were, you know, still there when they were bad. Then they got good again, and now they were, you know, on, still an underdog this year and still won. Hmm. So he's seen a little bit of everything there in his in his time with the Braves, and that might be all his time with the Braves. I don't think I don't think you'll see him back there. But my big, you know, thing I noticed was we mentioned this already was playoff baseball this year was more old school baseball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some I, I think the strikeout rate I don't know the percentage I, I just feel like it was maybe down a bit from the regular season. Obviously the pitchers were in and out. I think that's that's more new school no matter what. But hitting behind the runners, stealing bases was huge. The National League, I think the National League playoffs was one guy called stealing. 
the whole. Yeah. I mean, no one's even used to trying to keep runners close because no one runs. Mm. So it's a, it's a big, you know, momentum change. But defense, you know, the manager picking and choosing, hitting the right buttons, but defense playing great, stealing bases, some old school baseball was what the key was. And then obviously the new school of the hitting a home run and striking out was still there, but the old school baseball really won games. Yeah. We seen the Dodgers beat the Cardinals in the wild card game. The stolen bases beat the Cardinals. Ballinger stole the base, and there you go. Uh, the Cardinals in that game scored a run, their only run, because they stole second mm-hmm. in that pass ball. So I think stolen bases really played a big key, which is old school baseball. So I hope we see some more contact baseball and more stolen bases back in baseball, which I think we will. I think it's all going to you know flip back over. So that's exciting to see. Other than just hopefully hit a home run, and that's how you win the game. Mm-hmm. I know sometimes that's how it's going to be. Solaire essentially did it. But, you know, there's a lot of other stuff going on. Great defense, and, and it's more than just, you know, swing and miss and striking out. Mm-hmm. The other thing I noticed a lot, too, especially in the World Series, was, again, we talked about this, is the the good pitches missed. Yeah. Pitchers realizing that the hitters, no matter if they have a, a level swing, uppercut swing, this new age swing, launch angle, hitting a ball is hard to do. Mm-hmm. And squaring it up is hard to do. So you could just throw it down the middle. Yeah. And they're going to ground out. They're going to fly out. They're going to foul it off. You know, they might get a couple hits. They might hit a home run. But it's hard to do. The best of them is going to be 3 out of 10 they're going to be good at. So you don't have to be, you know, picture perfect. And I think some pitchers get, they want to be, oh, it's got to be perfect. It's got to be off the plate, you know. You could put it there. They're going to miss it at times. And we've seen a lot of that. we also seen just the play of hitters being able to swing and miss through pitches that are right there. Yeah. Even when they're hot. At Eric Rosera, i seen that one at bat when he hit the home run in the NLCS. There was pitches right there, and he was missing them. Um, it happens. So we've seen a lot of that, too, which could be which could be good. Pitchers just limiting the walks, which means more action, and hitters knowing, like, hey, they're going to throw strikes, so we got to hit them. Yeah. So it, it could help baseball, too, that way. But uh, those were some of the things I've seen that we already kind of talked about, but that were really prevalent, you know, in the World Series with the Braves, especially with the Braves because of the stolen bases and stuff like that. But um, you know, I I seen a lot in, from both teams. Which just here you go. Here's a fastball. Here's you know cutter. Something in the strike zone. Hit it. Yeah. Go ahead and hit it. Yeah. Um. I mean, I think that that's just becoming a huge factor in baseball. Is just swinging and missing things that are right in the zone. I mean, I know these guys are throwing ninety nine hundred miles an hour. Some are throwing frisbees up there, which is you know it, it makes a difference, but. It is, uh, like, an alarming thing to see. Like, even Mookie Betts, what was it, A.J. Minter or whoever threw... Tyler Matzik, I believe. Tyler Matzik threw... Three fastballs th- right down the middle. Three fastballs right down the middle to Mookie Betts. He never got close to And, that yeah, it, you know, so things like that stick out in my mind. It's crazy. But overall, um, as far as how I feel about the World Series, I thought it was a good World Series. Um, I don't think it's one that's going to be, like, etched in stone, like, in the memory books. Um, it's not one that's going to really stick out in your mind, obviously, unless you're a Braves and Astros fan or if you just hate the Astros that much. You know, I think that the Braves simultaneously were, like you said, they were the favorites, but also overcame the odds. Like, they were the underdog and, you know, the favorite. So it was, All one know, year. Yeah, which they, is they pretty... They were on both sides of the, of the dial. Yeah, I think in that regard, it's amazing. Um, it was a great know, run. Having... It's, it's, it's one of those, you know, not quite... I mean, almost, almost like the hockey. Who was it, the Blues? Couple years ago, uh, five the coach, and they were in last place in the whole league, and then won the championship. Was it the Blues? Yeah, I think I think you're right. Yeah, that's the Braves were you know not over 500 until like first or second week of August, and they won the World Series. It wasn't the same Braves. Oh well, they have all the talent. It, they you know they lost a lot of their talent, mm-hmm. 
Acuna, Soroka never came back, and that's most of your talent right there. Just yeah. get right down to it. Uh, uh, Darno was hurt for most of the year, so like you, you lost a lot of talent. So it wasn't just like, oh, well, eventually they're, you know, they're all there. They'll eventually start playing good. No, they they had to overcome everything. Yeah, um, you had to you had to rebuild your outfield because Marcelo Zuna had his issues. You had Acuna, obviously, with the the shame of the injury he got. You had to pretty much. Yeah. I'm pretty sure what they had the four outfielders that were that were acquired at the deadline. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So Roker didn't didn't come back. Darno missed a lot of time. Uh, Christian Pache didn't pan out this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so things were just ever changing for them, um, and it was pretty crazy. It, it was a great run to see again shows baseball and you know you can kind of compare I, I always kind of compare it a little bit to hockey and the fact that it, those teams can come out of nowhere mm. when you're looking at basketball I mean the good teams are the good teams and for the most part you got an idea of which couple teams are going there yeah baseball hockey you know even football to that extent at times they can just get hot right and, and just throw everything out the window yeah absolutely and I think I think baseball this year showed that you had so many superstar powerhouse teams the White Sox you know, you had the, you know, the Dodgers, the Astros. You know, you had some really. Those are the teams. You know, the Rays. Those are teams that are winning. Mm. One of those teams that going to win. Yeah, yeah. And it didn't. So it gives you that that, that show that you know. And then the Giants. <laughs> They're yeah, a powerhouse team essentially this year. But they were they were look at the team we were just talking about before. I mean, Darren Ruff, Marcus, Maurice Dubon, Wilmer Flores. Yeah, it's like. You know that was their, that was their team. And they had 107 wins. So it just shows you, it just it, they can come from anywhere. Mm-hmm. And they can be great for a couple of weeks, a couple of months, a whole year, and then be awful again. Or they can continue their greatness. But it's just, it's, 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 the Braves showed us that this year. They really showed us that a team can come out of nowhere, the Rockies in 07, and just put a ruckus to Cardinals. We've seen the Cardinals. They won 18 straight games this year to mm-hmm. make the playoffs. Yeah. It, it comes from anywhere. So which was great for baseball, I think, and the viewership in the World Series was up. And I think it was that was the case. You, you didn't have just like, oh, here's the two teams we expected again. It was an underdog team that came from nowhere, you know, and they fought everything they got, and it was a great story. Atlanta and they had their issues in the All-Star game stuff. So it was just a great, you know, everyone against them, and they still pulled through mm-hmm. to um, to win the World Series, their first World Series since 95. And that's awesome. Uh, I know I, one of our, uh, you know, guys I play uh, softball with, uh, he's a Braves fan, so I know when they didn't say nothing to him all the time. But when the game was over and they won the World Series, I texted him. You know, I said, ah. "So there you go, the Braves won. You know, congrats." Braves fans are everywhere. It's a great oh, franchise, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and it was good to see because they deserve it. And that team is not going to be broken up, but the window is starting to get shut on the same team. Right. You're going to start seeing the Freddie Freemans probably start going away and. Some other guys are going to start kind of fading away in the next year or two because you got to get Obbies and Acuna and Soroka and Max Reed and uh, Ian Anderson and Austin Riley and Swanson. They're, these guys are going to need, they're going to need their money. So eventually they're going to start kind of seeping away. So And the start was with Freeman. If the Braves were going to win, you wanted them to win with Freeman. Right. Because, you know, obviously it's not Mr. Brave because the Braves go back a thousand years. But, you know, he's one of their their pillars. Yeah, he's like this generation's. Yeah, you want to put, you know, the five, they're st- you know, Mount Rushmore, you know, you could, you could, you know, possibly put Freeman right there, mm-hmm. especially after this World Series. So sure. to have him win with him is, was pretty cool. Yeah, and he, you know, he gets to basically catches the last out, you know, as with the assisted first base. So it was kind of yeah. cool there. And, and it did close the window, I think, for the Astros on this generation Astros. Yeah. With Correa now going to be gone, Springer already gone, Verlander, 
you know, pretty much out the door. Granky going to be gone. I think, you know, some of the team's still there, but for your most part, your, your, your core hmm. that started that, you know, being great with the Astros is, is pretty much is filtered kind of out. Yeah. So that now, you know, they can still win. Obviously it's still a good team, but it's, you know, a little bit, it's going to be a little bit different team. Right. Yeah. It's going to be a different it's look. the same guy, you know, it's the same, all oh, here's the core guys. I think that core is, is going to seep away and it's going to be kind of, you know, a new window opening. Right. Yeah. And that's kind of what I alluded to with the, with the changing of the franchises here, you know, it's, and it shows that it's hard anymore to win, to create a dynasty and win back to back. I mean, look at the Dodgers, the all 106 wins and they couldn't do it, you know, two years in a row. They've, well, I mean, really the Dodgers have been there almost every year. Uh, for a while, and I believe what it was—we're uh, going on 20 years, 21 years, going to be 22, maybe, depending on what the Braves do with uh, back-to-back winners. So that's—it goes back to what you said about baseball. Anyone can do it. They really take—I mean, look at the Nationals in 2019, and and this year with the Braves being the favorites and then underdogs and back again. It's just baseball is amazing like that. So. Congrats to the Braves. Congrats to them for beating public enemy number one. Yeah. And, and <laughs> it goes, know? but, you know, you've seen the Nationals a couple of years ago. We're in last place. And the Royals in 2018, the year before they won, right? Was it, was it 2018? That the Royals won? It was 2015 when they beat the Mets. Oh, yeah. So 2014 was the year then. And they, they ran out of nowhere. Yeah, and then lost to what would have been the Giants. I mean, so we've seen a little bit here recently. Mm-hmm. It's good to see those, those underdog teams instead of just seeing um, – you know, the same old guys mm-hmm. and the powerhouse teams like, oh, this guy's going to, you know, they're going to expect to win. Um, so it's good to see that. Um, sure. And that's, that's what keeps the game, you know, fun to watch. And instead of just being like, oh, we kind of know who's going to win, who's going to do this. At least we have a good idea. You know, oh, maybe we'll get one sneak team. I and mean, we had a couple in the last couple of years. We had a couple this year. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what showed the World Series. The World Series really brought that was like, here's that team that was public enemy number one. Here's a team that was expected to be good. And then expected to be garbage, and then expected to somehow was in the World Series. Yeah, it's amazing. I picked them to get bounced in the first rounds so, uh, pretty handedly, so it just goes to show. Yeah, and that you know. could have changed anything because if the Cardinals get by the Dodgers there, I think the Cardinals won the World Series. I think it's definitely, yeah. It would have been a Cardinals, Braves, NLCS. Or, and oh that would I mean, those teams were just beating each other. So I think the playoffs overall were good. It seems a different style of baseball, which we always do. But I think it's a different style of baseball we might see come back a bit with the stolen base and stuff, which would be really, really, really good for baseball and for everybody because no one wants to see a million strikeouts all the time by every player. Yeah. You want to see someone to hit behind runners and steal bases and the triples and taking extra bases. and uh, It's the stuff like that that, you know, brings the strategy back in baseball. Mm. Swinging and missing and just swinging and hitting home runs. There's no strategy to that. No. You know, it's, it's, like, just, it's like a caveman could do that. Yeah, it's the deducing it down to pure statistics where, or probability where it's like, well, if you load nine guys up that can all hit home runs, it's just eventually you're going to get runs. It's, you think and one it's, of them's going to hit a home run that day. Right. And it, if it's a solo home run or a double, two run home run or something, but that's just stupidity. Yeah, I don't like that. No. Yeah, it takes uh, a couple We've expressed hits. a lot of times how much we don't like that. No, <laughs> I don't like that. And now, if you've got two, three, four guys that do that. In this day and age, all right. It's called the middle of the order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but I don't need my my one hitter and my nine hitter trying to hit thirty home runs, trying to trying to blast a ball when the guy can't hit the ball out of the infield. Right. He's four foot three, and he's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna smash the home run. Like no. Yeah, you know what you have to do. But just just get on base and cause a ruckus out there. That's what you're here for. Play to your position. Is the way I always kind of did. 
you're second base, you do this, you do that. You know, it's just that's if you do that, we'll be fine. Yep, and just the rest play your role. We'll put, the, we'll, pull, we'll put together. But if you can just play to what your position is, at the very least, play to what your position is. What does this position do? You'll be good. And mm. I think we've seen some of that this year with um, the playoff teams and watching the playoffs. We've seen what this, you know, the guys do. You're a pinch hitter. You're, you know, you come off the bench. You, you know, you're a spot starter. You're a reliever. You're, you know, a fire putter out or in the bullpen. I mean, we had those guys who had their roles and they were great at it. And the mm. Braves showed it. Yeah, sure they did. They had their perfect you know, set up and they had the guy who pushed the right buttons in Snitker and it was just great. Mm-hmm. And again, Dusty Baker loses heartbreaker. Um, but he's probably going to be back he from, is what, from all reports. To, yeah, expected to be back. I think the deal's almost all but done, but um, good for him. Uh, the Astros had a hell of a year, but it's not really about the Astros this year. It's about the Atlanta Braves and the city of Atlanta and all it's been through with <laughs> ever since, um, you know, Tom Brady calls the ruckus, I think, in the Super Bowl. <laughs> um, they've been through quite a lot. Sure. So for the city to enjoy the championship after the All-Star Game debacle this year, too, is uh, pretty uh, pretty outstanding. Yeah, good for them. Like I said, congrats to the Braves. They deserve it. Uh, and if you had a bet in prior to the season, like uh, I saw, what was it, Trevor Plouffe tweeted out on March 31st. Yeah. Uh, if you put that bet in, God bless you, because you're a very rich person. I think it was like, yeah, it was like a ten dollar bet would have won him like a, like a billion dollars or something yeah. like that. It was if you bet a thousand, it was twenty seven point six million. If you put down ten thousand, it was two hundred seventy six million. Put that bet into July. Yeah, you probably still pay out pretty well. You know. How much are you win it? The Braves were not even five hundred. Yeah, and the Mets were. Pretty, Mets, weren't the Mets in first for like most of the year? Yeah. You know? And the Astros, I think, were like neck and neck with the A's at that point. Mm-hmm. So that bet then would have won even more money. I seen a tweet too a guy had from like seven years ago. It was like, put the 2021 uh, Braves win the World Series or something. People always tweet stuff like that, and it's, hopefully it comes true. Yeah, it just, does come true. It's, it's, you know, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. So, no, it was a good year. Now we're possibly walking into a dark age of baseball. Sure. But we're not quite there yet. But um, to go into some other news, then the World Series, which is just for a piece of metal, quote unquote. Yeah. Um, Manfred. Yeah. Um, some other big news we see: Wade Miley just claimed by the Cubs. Don't I just don't understand what happened there? <laughs> yeah, it's a great deal by the Reds, I guess, <laughs> to just wave probably your best starter this year. Great I idea. don't know. T.J. McFarlane signs with the Cardinals. AJ he- uh, Andrew Heaney signs with the Dodgers. Good for him. Posey retires. Buster Posey retires. That was surprising. A little surprising after the year he had in the Giants year, but could be why the Giants played good. And also, I seen a video after they won the division. Mm-hmm. Everyone was celebrating, and he was celebrating on the field, but he took a couple minutes and just kind of stared to the crowd and looked around. Uh-huh. And after I seen that video, after he announced the retirement, I'm like, if I would have seen that earlier, I would have probably said that he was going to retire because he had that look where he was looking around like this. This could be it. Yeah, so that... Um, good for him. Good career. Hall of Famer, no. Fucking into that right now, but no, he's not a Hall of Famer. Stats don't hold up. I'm surprised, um, just to, I don't want to go on a tangent, because this could be a thing, but I'm not gatekeeping the Hall of Fame from him, but I'm surprised at the outpouring of how much of a guarantee he is for Hall. I don't feel like he's a guarantee for a Hall of Fame. No. Granted, great catcher. 12-year career, a lot of accolades, well, best MVP. Of de- best of his era. Oh, yeah, 100%. But is he a lock for the Hall of Fame? I don't know if that's... Should he be? If the Hall of Fame was done right, well, yeah, yes. sure, sure, yeah, but, but it's it, not done right, right. So he's not in, right. So you know, I, granted, I'm not going to take anything away from Posey. You know, I love Posey, yeah. um, 
and he had a great career. But when you really break down his stats, you know, they're good. He's a great catcher. But yeah, stats are below a lot of guys who should be, you know, or, or have better chances. Posada had 6% of the vote, 4% of the vote fell off the ballot. As a switch hitter. <laughs> and he has just as good a postseason stats as, as Posey. So, again, we don't want to get into all that, but no, I've seen a lot of stuff with Posey being in the Hall of Fame, and I, I just not I'm not agree with it. His stats don't hold up to the guys who aren't in the Hall of Fame. Right. Then, yeah. Fred McGriffs and the guys like that. So, let's not get into that. We'll do that in a couple weeks. Yeah, it's a whole spiel. But yeah. um, some other news here. we got J.D. Martinez. Ops back in. He stays with the Red Sox. Mike Zanino back with the Rays. Zaya Suzuki is po- supposed to be posted. 27-year outfielder from overseas. Japan, China. Korea, Korea or Japan, most likely, yeah. yeah. I don't know too well there. Uh, Kimbrell is staying with the White Sox for now. Expect to be traded. Oh. Not sure why the White Sox would say, hey, we're going to opt in and trade you because your value that means your trade value goes down. So I'm not sure why they said that. But yeah, yeah. the expectation is to trade him. Because you're going to get a lot for him. He's a reliever. Yeah. A just... good one. Um, I think it's because the holds or the setup man didn't work out for, for them. Yeah. But still, great reliever. And wanted to bring this up, Skip Schumacher, back with the Cardinals. He's the bench coach. And the reason I wanted to bring that up, I know we didn't talk about anyone else's bench coach is getting hired, was because that was my prediction for him to be the manager of the Cardinals. He came when close. I, when I seen him, we went to the bench coach. I'm like, where do you go? Yeah. So. I remember you saying they were looking at him. So, you know. Whoever he gets teamed up with, uh, you got a you know, good cardinal there. I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, but just gonna throw this out there. Matt Holiday could be the hitting coach. Ty, he would do good too. Matt, Hall- Matt Holiday could be their hitting coach. You have Marmol and Skip Schumacher and Matt Holiday, and just that, that'd be a ruckus in that locker room. Mm-hmm. Wayne Wright, oh, it'd be sure. fun. It'd be really a lot of fun to be there. Agreed. So that would be exciting to watch. But, um, for the most part, that's that's all the news I have that kind of we've seen so far in the in the the brief bit of the off season we had so far. Yeah, um, I mean, there's a lot of waiver claims that we could get into. There yeah. were I th- each team probably had up to five. Oh yeah, we, so we, you we could you could sit here and yeah, yeah do we, that all day. But Andrew Velasquez for the Yankees got claimed. Yeah. Oh, I, I can't. We can't. I, we. I mean, Wade Miley's a big one. Let's yeah, be honest. We'll be here till you know tomorrow. Yeah, and go through it all, and yeah. none of it would matter. No, because half the guys aren't going to be on the team. They get, they're going to get claimed seven more times yeah. when the season starts. Mm-hmm. If there is a season, there's so no. much other stuff we can talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I agree. We're going to talk about some of it. So, yeah, you know, there's just a lot going on. Uh, it's the first kind of knee-jerk reactions to the off season. Kind of the like I said, hirings, firings, uh, of coaching, coaching staffs, um, the waiver claims, and there's already some signings, which is it was just so weird to me. The Andrew, the, the, um, the Dodgers' first move was for Andrew Heaney. Or one of their first moves. I was like, what? Yeah, it, it's, it's it's it makes you think. Um, and T.J. McFarlane got signed. Um, yeah, but, like, like what makes you think about this. And, I, I again, I don't like doing it. Well, I shouldn't say I don't like doing it because, come on. The Mets don't have a GM yeah. or a coach. I know. Yeah, other teams sign players. And figure it out. No one wants to be there. Just figure Just find somebody. Yeah. Just do it yourself. Even if it's internal, yeah. I mean, this is, this is, I mean, this is nuts. They wanted to have this done before the World Series. Yeah. Like way before the World Series. Now you're you're after the World Series, you're in the offseason. People are getting signed, and you don't even have where you're at. Oh, man. That's like, you know, being stuck two di- two states over and you don't have the keys for the car. Yeah. I think you're a bit behind here. Sure. Yeah. So, not gonna not want to get into them again because we always do. Being <laughs> a local team, a local mess. But yeah, I mean, we got we got offseason is off off and running here. Yeah. Um, and kind of surprisingly still... too because. Of the, 
what's could happen here in December. That's what I kind of thought it's too. Like, wow, teams are really going like nuts here to get deals done and some stuff done, but they know that you know they might not be around. That's I wasn't. I was more surprised at the fa- the players' willingness to go along with some of this stuff, or unless they figure well safer. Yeah, I was gonna say it's, I have, it's more I have of a, a little bit. I have you know if they do prorated, they miss a season, I still get a little bit of money. When the season comes back, my contract still carries over for the year. I think it's a little bit of safety for mm-hmm. some of these smaller name guys like TJ McFarlane. But yeah, it is a little bit surprising. I think also the club, the, the clubs are are thinking, hey, if I sign him now before maybe the money goes up. Yeah. Maybe a two million dollar deal in two months might be two point one million. Right, right. It just saves me a little bit of money. Even if it's something, yeah. So yeah. that could be a thought there too. Yeah. But. It's just I was surprised at how fast things started moving. You know, they don't I don't know if they usually move that quick, but I don't feel like they do. No, um, not with bigger names or, or more notable names. McFarlane yeah. is a somewhat notable bullpen guy. At least you know him. Mm. Lee Miley obviously was almost a Cy Young candidate. Yeah. No yeah. better and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, this is uh, relatively big news here for, you know, week one of the offseason. Yeah. And just to, to piggyback off of that with some things we start to see as the offseason kicks off is the qualifying offers that everyone loves. Yeah, um, 10 the, of 96 yeah. ever signed. So that's, you know. Players love them, owners love them, whatever. I don't know why well, we still. Well, I'm sure the owners, maybe the franchise likes them, draft pick wise conversation. Yeah, yeah, stuff, they get, so. yeah, they're like, well, we're not going to keep you, but we'll attach a draft pick to you because yeah, after you, you know, hold your prize up over your head high enough where you can't grab it. Essentially, they're yeah. them. They're like, well, you got to jump through hoops to get them. Yeah, but, I mean, I'm not a big fan of it, but I don't know. No, it's um, it's just it's almost like a franchise tag in football. It's just like yeah. you're ours, even yeah. if you don't like it. Yeah, it's yeah. I, I don't know, but there were uh, quite a few. Uh, given out, I think they're already right. I think you there's a deadline on when you can do qualifying offers, so I think it's over. But uh, they have until November. Let me see here. They have until November 17th to make the decision. Uh, these following players, and they were offered a qualifying offer. Which, if, if you're not familiar with the qualifying offer, it's a one year deal for the next year. And this year's uh, total for the qualifying offer is 18.4 million dollars for the year. I believe that's based off of uh, MLB average. Um, or it's an arbitration uh, decided uh, salary that they uh, that they give out for the qualifying offer, but there's a few players here that we're just gonna just quickly say you know who got the qualifying offer. So starting, uh, it's basically just gonna go in uh, alphabetical order here with teams. But for the Angels, Rysel Iglesias, for the Astros, Carlos Correa and Justin Verlander, for the Blue Jays it was Robbie Ray and Marcus Simeon, for the Braves, Freddie Freeman, for the Dodgers, Corey Seager and Chris Taylor. For the Giants, Brandon Belt. For the Mets, Noah Syndergaard and Michael Conforto. For the Red Sox, Eduardo Rodriguez. For the Reds, Nick Castellanos, because he opted out. For the Rockies, Trevor Story. Uh, And that's it for the qualifying offers. Um, You know, there's some players that could have gotten qualifying offers or didn't. um, But just as a... To kind of keep the conversation in the people that received it. um, There are... You can become ineligible to receive qualifying offers. And that's basically if you have already received one or if you didn't basically have a home all year, if you didn't stick with one franchise all year, that becomes a little sticky with the qualifying offer. So if you're saying, well, why didn't so-and-so get it? It's like, well, they probably already got one for the Max Scherzer, for instance. Um, they're ineligible because they had received one in a previous season. So, so those are your qualifying offer people. Uh, I would expect most of them as usual are not going to take it, but there's usually always, there's typically one, two, three guys that take it. Typically, maybe one or two, but you know, it makes a lot of guys like Carlos Correa and and um, 
you know, Marcus Simeon, guys like that. It just doesn't make any – Freddie Freeman doesn't make any sense to take it. So you're just essentially adding a, like a caveat to signing someone. It's just – I don't know. It's stupid. But those are quality offer guys, and uh, we'll see where they go from here because most of them aren't going to take it. Yeah. So. I think the only couple that I can even think – I mean, Conforto, I think would be a good idea to take it because mm-hmm. he's down here. And uh, just Brandon Belt because um, obviously with the market with Freddie Freeman and – Brandon Belt's usually not too healthy all the time, and he had a relatively decent year. It might not be a bad idea to take that one-year deal, hang around with the Giants again, and see what he can get. And um, see what they do. And Yeah, and also, again, CBA coming up. might not be a bad idea to have that one-year $18 million sitting in your back pocket, and then next year when the CBA is all signed and everything's ready to go, you can maybe cash in. Yeah. Other than that, I don't see anyone else really taking it. Some notable names I know didn't get it. Kershaw didn't get it. John Gray didn't get it. Mm. Just some other ones. Those were some two notable ones um, that I really seen because um, obviously they're bigger names and they were expected. Rodon. Carlos Rodon as well. Mm. Um, those are good pitchers. Kershaw, legend. Rodon, almost Cy Young candidate. And John Gray they didn't trade him because they wanted to keep him. They didn't offer him an extension. They didn't offer him a qualifying offer. So it's like, what did you... And he wants to stay there. So just kind of a ruckus with the Rockies the last yeah. couple of years. So um, other than choice. that, you know, I don't really have many other comments but the qualifying offer just some some things I thought just off the top of my head yeah right right it's just a weird weird thing you'll we'll hear about it and it's gonna be like by next end of next week or so we'll hear about it so we'll see what happens <laughs> don't really hold your breath if you're a team that's oh I hope we keep so and so and they got yeah. a qualifying offer I wouldn't oh, hold your boy. breath on it <laughs> yeah it's it's probably not gonna happen yeah other than that the next thing I guess we go into is um the Gold Gloves. The winners came out. Gold Gloves is a little bit of a mess. Not really stats to kind of back up who's getting it. There's some guys who get, you know, uh, Rafael Palmeiro, I think, won the Gold Glove one year. played 16 games at first base. Matt Weeders almost won it one year. He played like 20 games at catcher before he yeah. hurt. So, I mean, it's a little bit. But it's still an award that is very important. It's just the way they kind of vote on it is a bit it's strange. Yeah, they're like, that guy had a glove. <laughs> Let's vote him this year. Yeah. So, um, but still, it's a great honor. Um, so, start with the AL. You know, we got Yuli Gurriel at first base. A bit surprising with guys like Matt Olson. But Yuli Gurriel turned himself into a good first baseman, so good for him. Marcus Simeon never played second base more than 20 games in his life. Uh, Gold Glover at second base now. Uh, well deserved. Uh, Matt Chapman, Gold Glover at third base. Okay, come on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carlos Correa, Gold Glove at shortstop. His first one, but okay. It, okay. That's how it That is it. his first one. Yeah. I th- He's a good defender, too. But shortstop being yeah. kind of a dominated position. Yeah, here. you're right. Uh, mm-hmm. Left field, Andrew Benatendi. Good for him. New stadium. Big stadium. Big mm-hmm. park. Play good defense. That's good for him. Michael A. Taylor in center field. Again, with the Royals. Big stadium. New park. It's good for him. And Joey Gallo out in right field. Um, he brought his glove because he didn't bring his bat. <laughs> um, good for him because that's, I guess, whatever he does. Um, and then the one-two tandem here, catching Sean Murphy, known for being defensive, and his offensive stats aren't bad for a catcher. Um, so good for him. And Dallas Keuchel, but that's his fifth Gold Glove, I believe, as a pitcher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which he's got a long, long way to go to catch. Was Maddox? Greg Maddox had what twenty of them? So, yeah, yeah, he had a lot. <laughs> yeah, he just and Messina had a bunch. So long way to go there. But uh, all, all, all these guys. You know, none of them might be like he shouldn't have won. Maybe Gary L. I, I'd say maybe Olsen. Just personally, I think Matt Olsen's one of the best first basemen defensively in the league. But I can't sit here and tell you that Yoli Gary L. didn't deserve it. Yeah. 
So yeah. they all made sense to me. And for a guy, I love defense. I mean, this is this. I just I, that's what really bothers me with the Gold Glove. I really love defense and the way they go about. Sometimes this year not so bad, but sometimes they're just like, hey, yeah. Senior yeah, Martinez one year was up for it, and he was a DH for the Red Sox for the whole year, and he's up for it. That's like, come on, he, he sucks. It's weird. Yeah. yeah. So, but in the National League, it was pretty much the Cardinals and a couple of guys. <laughs> uh, we had first base Paul Goldsmith, well deserved. Second base the Edmund Tommy Edmund, well deserved. Mm-hmm. Third base, let me get my glasses right here. Yeah. Uh, Nolan Arenado, that guy, yeah. when he went nine straight to start a career, second behind Ichiro. Yeah, yep. yep. So, Cardinals again, shortstop Brandon Crawford. All right, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> He's, that's what he does. Outfield, Tyler O'Neill. Yep. <laughs> uh, center field, Harrison Bader. That's what he does offensively this year. He actually had a pretty good year. Defensively, he's one of the best you're going to see. Um, so, that makes sense. Right field, Am Duvall had a good year defensively, which probably sh- it really gave the Braves an opportunity to play him in center field in the World Series yeah. in the playoffs. It was a big, big, big part of them being mm, good. Sure. So that was, on, you know, something that people didn't talk about. Um, catching Jacob Stallings. Offensively, he had a pretty for, offensively he had a pretty decent year for him. You know, for the Pirates, you know, their team. Uh, defensively, he was great. He had no pass balls this year. Oh, wow. Yeah, impressive. Yeah. Uh, so that's pretty good. And pitcher Max Fried, which he uh, – He's good. Young athlete. Comes come up that mound and see him make a couple plays. Uh, the one where he got stepped on the ankle was like really a hell of a play to even get there. The one we off the mound early in the playoffs, turned fired, threw that ball to first base at 100 miles per hour. I mean, the guy, the guy could play, so it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so none of these ones in the NL really surprised me either. I mean, obviously, you could put anybody in some of these spots. Yeah. And some guys, you know, you could put switch them around. You could always put Yaya Molina for the catcher, you know. But, oh, yeah. Yeah, I can't really argue. These guys, this year was actually one of the best years I think I've seen Gold Gloves recent recent past here where I'm like, oh, that guy, come on. Yeah, how can you pass like, that these up? These guys are all pretty good. They all, you know, relatively deserved it. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure how you feel here about the Gold Gloves. Um, well, obviously the Cardinals, everyone knew about their defense. So uh, the NL makes sense. I've been bragging about that all year. Yeah. But that was a big thing with the, with the playoffs. Mm-hmm. The defense could really win them a whole World Series. Yeah, you got Nolan Arenado, <laughs> who, whether he was on the Cardinals or not, you knew about him. Yeah. Um, you got Edmund and Goldschmidt over there. That makes sense. Uh, Bader and everyone started figuring out Tyler o- O'Neill. They started figuring out what he was all about, so that makes sense. Uh, Jacob Stallings, I didn't I didn't even know he had no pass balls, so that's impressive. Um, For a bad pitching team, the Pirates. Yeah. Which makes it even more impressive. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, he, he I didn't know he was that good back there. But, uh, you know, the, the, NL, the NL was done very well. AL, um, obviously Joey Gallo was well-known for his defense, had some flubs. He, I think he just overall had a weird experience with the Yankees in the time he was over there. He kind of played, I think he was a little off his game overall. You know, Carlos Correa, I'm surprised it's his first goal glove because he's a very, he's a wicked defender. He's got a hell of an arm. Yuli Gurriel, yes, again, surprising uh, over Matt Olson, but makes sense. Matt Chapman, platinum glove, potential guy. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he already won the platinum glove once or twice. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, a lot of these guys do make sense. There's always, you know, um, Ben Intendi and Michael A. Taylor, good surprises there because they, you know, they did play well this season. The Royals overall played pretty good. So some surprises there, some good surprises. I don't, I don't have you. I don't usually have too much of a problem with the Gold Glove. There are some guys that do get snubbed because you can only give out one, and typically, you know, especially in say a position like right field, shortstop, something like that, you're gonna find or catching, you know, you're gonna find elite defenders, and you know, someone's got to win it. So there's always gonna be snubs. Yeah. Um, so I try not to be too hard on the voters, but there are some times where you go, "What are you thinking with this guy over over so and so?" You know, so. Um, overall this year, not too many holes. I think that you're pretty much, you pretty much had it right. I wouldn't say there was one 
or two, three major, like, what the hell no, was you that? You feel good walking out of that, looking at that, going, okay. Yeah. Uh, some years you're really like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, there's there's arguments. You know, I know. Oh, yeah, I, I saw arguments goes. get, you know, uh, throwing Aaron Judge in there, or Mookie Betts, um, you know, guys like that over Adam Duvall. Um, but those guys, you know, first of all, they win it every year. Not that you have to just almost uh, throw it out to people that don't win it every year. But, you know, guys all of a sudden like an Adam Duvall – have these years where they come out of nowhere and they have elite years and they deserve it. Yeah, so, you know, their, their last impact uh, was, you know, him playing good outfield in the world series, winning the world series. That's your last, uh, you know, view of that position. So that doesn't hurt. No. <laughs> um, but overall, I think, uh, I think a good, a good year, not, I don't really have too many, if any gripes with it. I think you no. pretty much nailed it. Yeah. You know, it's a good, it's a good, uh, you know, overall, I think. Yeah. So congrats to the Cardinals on just, that on well, that's a record too. Five gold gloves um, in one year. Four guys, you can get it. And yeah, you could have gave it to the one. Lena could easily won. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, hundred so, percent. Yeah, so yeah, good and, for them. And Dylan Carlson's not slopping out right field. No, I, I had him in fantasy. I don't think he only made like two or three hours all year. Yeah, if yeah. that. So, other than that, another award that we have some finalists for um, is the Hank Aaron Award, which mm-hmm. is uh, this year in particular is very special. Because Hank Aaron obviously passed away. It's the first one since he's been gone. Yep. Um, the AL finalists are Cedric Mullins, Jose Ramirez, Salvador Perez, Shohei Otani, Aaron Judge, Matt Olson, and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Um, the NL finalists are Freddie Freeman, Nick Cassianos, Bryce Harper, Fernando Tatis Jr., Brandon Crawford, Paul Goldsmith, and Juan Soto. Some, I would say they're, they're, those guys are pretty good, right? That's a hard, because. You know, it's not like MVP where you have an overall look at the player. Just pure hitting. I mean, whoa, you got some fucking, you got some hitters there, man. If I had to take a guess for the AL, the, who who wins MVP? Well, we can almost we're gonna do this like you know next next week's gonna be our award prediction. But you know, it's gonna be pretty much between Otani and Vlad. Mm-hmm. Winner of MVP, loser gets second. So let's just throw it out to Ot- I'll say Otani. Maybe Otani wins MVP. Vlad gets the Hank Aaron Award. I think you got to look at. I think that's how it's going to pretty much go. So if Vlad wins this award, I think you, that pretty much means Otani is going to win the MVP. I think you have three guys here. First of all, you have Otani, um, which I think he's going to win. We'll get into it next week, but I think he's an MVP pretty much. Which uh, I think means Vlad gets Hank Aaron. Right. So you Vlad, you get him. You don't get both awards. Exactly. So Vlad's your second guy, and your third guy there, uh, really is Salvador Perez breaking the catching home run record. So I think that's the third guy you look at. But and then you look down though, and you got Jose Ramirez. I mean, I, mm. I, he had a great year, but, like, it's his year. It's what he does. I, it didn't, like, surprise it me. It didn't, yeah. Judge had a good year. Yankees were bad. I don't think he, I think that should actually take away from him because he didn't really do – he didn't have the shit ton of RBIs. He didn't yeah, no, he didn't. Runs. Again, he didn't. He didn't step to the next level. Mm-hmm. Matt Olson had a very good year. Average was high. Bounce back year. Um, home runs were high. For, over 100 RBIs for the first time. Am I too, too surprised? Not too much. Cedric Mullins. Yeah. Had a had a career year, a record breaking year, an all time franchise Orioles year. If he won this award, I would not be surprised and I would be very happy. Yeah, I wouldn't I would surprise be me. Very, either. very happy because I don't know where he'll be in a couple of years. I think he's good. I think he will be around a while, but that's a guy you're just like, Wow. Good yeah. for you. You broke some records on a terrible team. Yeah. Did a great job. you gotta give him credit. Had a thirty thirty year, right? Yeah, first one ever over there. Um, and I believe he batted 300 or like 298. I mean, a great year, a great year, um, great year. So, um, yeah. And then what do you do with the NL? 
Yeah, now it's just fucking I mean, some, uh, you got mass destruction, you know. <laughs> just just the three who are who we just saw were the MVP finalists. You got Harper, Fernando, Tatis, and Juan Soto. Again, what do you do with them? Whoever wins the MVP doesn't win this award, I think. I think the guy I take out, Crawford, Brandon Crawford. Yeah. You're not offensively as talented as anyone else here. Right. He had a good year, but just Y'all not. Wrong, but I mean, yeah, yeah, Brandon yeah. Crawford and Freddie Freeman. I, I think we know or who we're pitching to there. Yeah. So... If I had to take a guess, I think Tatis wins this award. I, I can't see Tatis winning Agreed. MVP because I don't see Tatis having that much. He didn't play the games. He didn't show up enough. Right? I agree. Soto, I can easily see. I don't think Goldsmith's going to get the... He's also won a couple times, Goldsmith. Mm-hmm. So I think they'll kind of be like, oh, you kind of had yours and kind of push him out. Freeman, again, kind of a slow star. His year wasn't majestic, I guess you can call it. It's maybe kind of, again, also a winner. So maybe kind of... Nick Castellanos can easily win this award. Mm-hmm. Nick Castellanos had probably his best year ever, one of the best years you're going to see, and was, pun intended, red hot mm-hmm. for the Reds. Right. Unstoppable for a while. Um, and dealt with a, a, a fractured wrist or a chip in his, in his wrist at one point and still came back. It was still just great. I know. So Castellanos would be great to see. Harper, those other guys in the MVP race, I don't know. I, I usually say if you win MVP, you don't win this award. So that's kind of how it goes. Um so I think the ones you really count Brandon Crawford. I think Freddie Freeman again had a good year, just not majestic, not not, that not quite great. the like, other guys. Hey, this is this is this is something to see. Goldsmith again had a really good year, um, just not enough to be like this is my guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Cassiano's great year. I just don't think he'll really get the credit, you know. But he could, you know. He it's, could. Like, well, uh, all of them really could. But uh, I think Harper always gets like he, they always say he's supposed to be better than he is. Yeah. The, so yeah. They look at your stats, you're like, well, that's still not that good. Like the yeah. year you won MVP, they're like, that's your year. Mm-hmm. And then you're about like 270. You're like, well, that's not all good. Yeah, yeah the like, expectations yeah, are yeah, always. He still had like, all them home runs and RBIs. So I don't think he'll really, you know, I don't think they'll give it to him. Like, again, that's another reason why the MVP, I think, will be tough with him. But Juan Soto, they love, and Fernando Tatis is Jesus. So um, <laughs> they'll probably give it to Tatis again. I don't think he'll win MVP. That was my guess. And Soto, I mean, <laughs> that guy's a ruckus in himself. I like to see Cassianos win, though. Oh, yeah. Well, if there's anyone, yeah. Well, I mean, well, he gets that award. He's going to free agency with a big Hank Aaron award on his shoulder. He's like, all right, so my money's where? Yeah, yeah. Who wants me? Yeah. yeah. So that's, that'd be great for him. He's probably calling some guys up. like, yeah, vote for me. Give me a vote. You know, yeah. Doing a little election, you know. Yeah. Putting a sign out in front of people's houses. Nick sure. Castellanos. Because that's just someone going to you know, go up a million or two in a salary if he wins the Hank Aaron oh, award. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, I, you know, I, I fully... That was exactly what I thought when when you read off the guys. I'm like, well, Tatis will probably win it. Granted, not because they love, just because they love him. He had like what 42 home runs. Guy had a good year. I do like Tatis, and I don't think he, sh- I don't think he will, nor I don't think he should win MVP. Because the game's um, not so, played, and the Padres were terrible, right? For what they're supposed to be, but the games weren't played. He didn't play enough games, right? He didn't show up to the ballpark and do your job enough times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you leave it then to Juan Soto or Harper for MVP, most likely. And then that leaves, you know, that probably leaves Tatis for the Hank Aaron Award. So I, I agree with that. I think that's where that's going to go. Um, yeah. But I mean, these are great names. This was oh this my god, list. you're is, reading the list. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, it's great. I mean, Grant, Brandon Crawford's out of both sides is probably the lowest offensive talent here. And, and for he had, a shortstop, his year he put up was great. Yeah, he had a career year just about. I Everyone mean, else, I mean, superstar, all star talent, offensively just juggernauts. Yeah, I mean, how do you? Whew, how do you choose? That's yeah. amazing. Yes. You go with any of them on any, any given day, and yeah. they'll do you good. And this you is, know? like, again, one of the most important Hank Aaron ones because it's the first one since he's been gone. So um, yeah. this is a very important one, too. So that's that's notable as well. Sure. Um, 
But other than that, I think that's pretty much it. Um, that's pretty much, yeah. want to get into awards next week. Have a great awards episode next week. Go into some stuff and predictions and what we already heard from people. Um, some more news and updates and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, baseball season's over, but, you know, the lasting impact we're still seeing because of the woods and stuff. So yeah. Still, this is still, you know, still almost the season without games being played. Yeah, it's like the... It's like the epilogue of the season, yeah, you know? It's, uh, yeah, exactly. So, other than that, the last bit I got here is a trivia question. Mm-hmm. Because that's the best part. That's what we do. That's why we're here. Sure. And the trivia question... Um, Ray Shock. No. Um, actually, it's crazy enough, we went through the whole episode and never mentioned it. Jorge Soler won the MVP of the World Series. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah him. He did pretty yeah. good. Yeah, he hit home runs and stuff. So, um, <laughs> we should have mentioned that. But the trivia question kind of revolves around that. Um, and who was the first... World Series MVP and MLB baseball history. And no, it's not 1902 and High Pockets Johnson and, you know, Stinkfoot Larry and stuff <laughs> like that. Uh, it's actually, you know, big name, not really, but the year, you know. So first World Series MVP in baseball history was Johnny Podres or, po- or Podress. Mm. You want to, you know, really. Yeah, I don't it. really. Uh, 1955 for the Brooklyn Dodgers against the Yankees in 1955. He was 2-0 and with a 1.0 ERA and 10 strikeouts. And he won the first World Series MVP. Yep. I don't know why for a second, because I don't, you know, I'm not good with the, there's some decades and some teams that I just don't, I don't know their, their history that well, so I never would have got that. But I don't know why, just when you were reading off the name, I was like, is he just going to say Johnny Appleseed? <laughs> like, he said Johnny. I was like, yeah, Johnny High Pockets, 10 yeah. Shoes Johnson, yeah, you know, yeah. in 1955 was... Throwing 80 miles an hour. Yeah, um, yeah. Propeller arm, throwing that thing. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's a trivia question. Um thought that was a pretty good one because it was, yeah, it was older, but not like, oh, 1901. We have a couple trivia questions. Um, boy, that shortstop one made most errors. I don't even remember his name now. I mean, that you're never getting it. No. But it's crazy to hear. Mm-hmm. So I bring it up every once in a while to throw them out. And if you get it right, I mean, then you're just, you're just better than everybody else. So, yeah. uh, good for you. <laughs> um, but this one's relatively... Like, if you would have told me the answer, I'd have been surprised, but I wouldn't have been like, all right. So mm-hmm. you looked it up, or I got to come across this table and punch you. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's you know, a pretty good one. You know, first World Series MVP, even though there was, f- what, 50 World Series before that. Yeah. It's pretty, you know, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. And, you know, you got to, I feel like you really got to know your history. Or just, you could be, a, you know, a big Dodgers fan. You know, a big you, Brooklyn Dodgers fan would make even more sense. Yeah. You really like the Brooklyn because that's a shorter period of time. Right, right. Yeah, that's true because that was, I believe that was a year or two before they left too, so. Or just don't um, like the Yankees. Which is well, a lot of yeah. Too. And that was against the Yankees, so you might say, ha ha, yeah, I, I remember, remember that. that. Yeah, yeah, so. Yeah, so that's, that's our trivia question. I think that's um, really wraps up, really ties up our, our episode here where the Braves win the World Series and we end up with who was the first World Series MVP. Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- like I said, it's a tough, tough trivia question. I never would have gotten that. I uh, and if you got that out there without even needing your, you know, if you're on our Twitter, and we do a uh, like a multiple choice, if you don't even need that, then good for you. Um, yeah, because that's uh, impressive. Our Facebook, you don't have that. You just gotta guess. Yeah. So if you get it right, I mean, please let us know. You yeah. will be, you'll be, you'll be talked about for sure. Yeah. That's hard to believe, but you know, you get some of the other ones right. You get the Ray Shock ones right. Oh, yeah. Let us know. Can't forget about him. No, you can't ready. Yeah. <laughs> we want to, but we No, can't. you should be forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> Greatest Hall of Famer, they say. Sure, so, sure. Right up there with Babe Ruth. Yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, 
But yeah, that kind of wraps up the season, really. I mean, we got the awards uh, episode. We're going to give our predictions next week. And the following week, just we'll take a look at where the offseason is going to take us and what the CBA may look like, teams and signings and all that good stuff. So Some predictions there. And then from there, we'll take it into our, our offseason. Every other week, we'll come back and we'll do some fun episodes where we're ranking players, ranking teams, ranking decades, ranking whatever. We'll come up with something fun some of our best episodes where you can really break down the history of the game that's some of the most that's you know some of the most important part that's the most important part of baseball is history so to break it down and really put our opinions together on a piece of paper or you know on a computer or something and it's pretty cool and it's pretty fun to talk about Mm -hmm. we talk about it for an hour or so with our listeners here and we probably talk about it for two three hours you know without them You've been on the air because that's so much we talk about it. Yep. Then yep. we go home and talk about it again. So <laughs> talk yeah. about it quite a bit. So sure. It's yeah. fun to, to really bring it out there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So uh, you know, like I said, that's that's kind of wraps it all up with the season, and uh, and we'll year. see where. Yeah, it was a pretty good year. A uh, very weird year. There were a lot of weird teams that came out of nowhere that did well, that really did bad. Um, you need that. Yeah, as a baseball fan, you could typically at least like if a team's if a team gets good or, or if a team goes wrong, you kind of see like, well, that kind of makes sense because so and so didn't do good or blah blah blah. But there were a lot of teams this year that ex- like look at the Giants, Giants, Seattle, um, the Yankees underachieving the, twins. The, the, the yeah the Twins way underachieving the you know the Padres not even making the playoffs. I mean, it's just Red a lot Sox, to the roof. yeah. Your Braves really underachieving all year to come back and win the World Series. It's like yeah, so it, was, it doesn't make any sense. It's a good year. It's a year that baseball needs kind of year where it's like this little topsy turvy, not predictable, you know, not too predictable. You really mm. look at a paper, you go Braves Astros, you go that's pretty predictable. But if you watch the season, it's not predictable. It wouldn't, have, yeah, it wouldn't have made so sense. So it was good. It was a good year, um, and it was you know really got you away from last year's kind of not debacle because the year played, but you know what I mean. It yeah. wasn't it wasn't baseball. Yeah. And what we might not get. Yeah. In the next year, so. It was uh, it was a well needed year, and yeah. we need a well organized, controlled off season, which I do not know if we will get. But we'll go into that in, in, in the next coming weeks. Yeah, you never know. But so, and CBA could be just mind boggling. Yeah, yeah, I expect it to kind of, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I hope it doesn't, but I expect it to. Yeah, yeah. Um, but with that, uh, if that's all I got. So if you want, we can wrap this up and wrap up the twenty twenty one season kind of yeah that's it that's i think that's almost our, our, our full wrap-up i think is pretty much next week with the awards but yeah this is this is pretty much you know the bow becoming next week but the, yeah the, the present's all wrapped up yeah yeah <laughs> that's a good way to put it so uh yeah so unless you got anything else i guess we'll just wrap her up here that's it all right well uh thank you guys for listening you can catch this podcast on apple Podcasts as well as google Podcasts and spotify you can listen on our regularly updated youtube channel as well as our website screwball.podbean.com you can follow me on Twitter at Real Mike Lepree. You can follow me on Instagram at Mike Lepree. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at FDubs10. You can follow our official Screwball Twitter at ScrewballPod. You can follow our official Screwball Facebook at ScrewballPod. No Ian Screw. And that's it from us, guys. We'll see you next week. Yep. Take care.